gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. to another edition of the my two cents podcast this is episode 143 presented by g2 hosted by g2 i am g2 and i'd like to ask how are you today i hope everybody had a great week if not a great week at least a good week i know people have some obstacles to overcome and i hope you guys are able to overcome said obstacles if not you got another week to overcome them don't give up keep pressing through it trust me everything will turn out right on the opposite end once you get past it and just continue to keep your head focused and just keep pressing on and never give up now away from the daily affirmation um i want to get on to national food days of the week today being september the 24th it is national cherries jubilee day tomorrow september the 25th it is eat dinner with your kids so if you have kids try to make that be a president for you and be a priority eat dinner with your kids and just try to uh have that free quality time with them and just try to get into what they've been doing on their uh, daily activities, see what they're up to and all that good stuff. Also, you can eat a quesadilla because it'll be National Quesadilla Day with them. And if you could, make it with them. Ask them to be in the kitchen, join you, and guys can just enjoy that little opportunity just to make a quesadilla. It's quick. It's easy. It's basically a grilled cheese, but just on a tortilla. So, hey, again, Enjoy that time on September 25th. On September 26th, it is National Dumplings Day, as well as National Key Lime Pie Day. September 27th, it is National Corn Beef Hash Day. September 28th, Strawberry Cream Pie Day. September the 29th, it is Hug a Vegan Day, which I don't know why they put that there, but it's there. Also, National Coffee Day and National Mocha Day. And to round us out, September 30th, it is National Mold Cider Day. Now, this is the last full week of September before we get into October next week. And I would like to say September really drove by pretty quickly. There wasn't like any days that lagged out or was sluggish to me. It was just everything just going extremely rampantly quick and fast. And I'm glad for it, to be honest, because when my sister gets out of school, that would be great again. That's all I ever care about. I want her to be able to get out of school Enjoy her time. Schoolwork is trash, especially being the one that has to help her with the schoolwork along with the family. Just seeing the schoolwork that they've been giving the kids now, it's trash. It's garbage, especially how much tests and quizzes that they be popping up on them. It's garbage. I don't remember that many tests and quizzes coming at at the exact same time. Again, I've been out of school, at least in public school of that magnitude for a decade now. So, yeah, it's been some time, but... I just don't remember it, but seeing all the homework that they're giving her, it's just trash and like, ugh. But, hey, we got to do what we got to do for our siblings and uh, try to make sure they become the best that they can be. And I had to work with her on a project this week. It was to create a fast food menu, but you had to use like eight English uh, literature, I want to say phrases, is like alliteration, idiom, metaphor, all that, you had to use like eight of those throughout the menu. It was so stupid in my personal opinion, but we were able to get it done. And now only thing we have to wait and see is her turning in to see what type of grade she's going to get. I'm pretty sure she's going to get an A for this menu because it looks great, to be completely honest with you. Um, while me and my sister were making this menu up, it made me remember the exact same style of menu that um, my mother helped me out when I was around my sister's age. The exact same project, but we didn't have to use like English literature terms for this thing. We just created a menu and it was video game based menu for mine. And I had different video game characters on my menu. So I tried to do the exact same thing with my sister, but we swapped out video games with cartoons. Uh, we threw in some old cartoons like Dill, uh, Superman's in it. We got gumball characters in it. We got Teen Titan Goes. We tried to use a little bit of mixture of old cartoons with new cartoons to try to mix everything in especially for the teacher which teachers are young now by the way they're no longer like the old teachers that's like in their 40s or even like their mid-30s like that like they used to be they're like young teachers now so i did that to try to curve in a little bit of nostalgia for the teacher if she grew up 
around my exact same area the way that I think that she was. So again, this is just me trying to curve an inch to try to squeeze in any type of nostalgia feels and be like, oh, I got that reference to add more uh, credit points to my sister's uh, project. But again, the menu looks great. It just made me think about uh, the exact same project I did with my mom and it just brought good memories to have that now with my sister and also to pay it forward for my sister. Now, with that out of the way of remembrance, I wanted to throw it in because um, I think it's fair for me to talk a little bit about what's going on in my life, because if I'm going to talk about what's going on in the news, I'm going to talk about other people's personal issues or personal situations on this broadcast. I think I should be an open book and at least say what's going on with me, at least to the point that I'm comfortable with, because I don't be throwing my life out there on social media like a lot of these individuals. So whatever I give out, I feel that it is warranted for that moment and it's warranted for what it is. I don't give out two big heavy burdens. I give out uh, little tidbits of what I'm doing. When it's time for me to talk about heavy things, trust me, you'll know, because I'm just going to divulge and just unleash myself on this thing. But it's not time for that. It was time for just to talk about a good moment that I have with me and my sister doing her project. So, yeah. Now, with that out of the way, I want to start off with something light before I really start divulging and getting into some heavy news topics. Is This comes from Next Shark. The title would read Chinese Boy 7. Brings beer to school, gets classmates drunk. The boy seven took two bottles of fruit flavored beer from his home fridge and snuck them to school. He managed to open one and share it with his classmates, who then fell asleep from intoxication. The booze party was quickly discovered after the student's teacher arrived and noticed that many of them had fallen asleep on their desks. Terrified, she asked those who remained up about what happened and quickly got to the bottom of the mystery. With some students still sleeping, the teacher immediately contacted the boy's mother, who then realized that her fridge had lost beer bottles. The mother has since apologized to the other students' parents for her son's actions. The rest of the class eventually woke up, with all the students reporting that they were fine. For causing trouble, the boy was made to face the wall and receive a beating with a hanger until it broke from his mother. Now, what I forgot to mention in this article is that this incident didn't happen over here in America. This action happened over in China. So let's get that right. That's the reason why the mother was able to do that. I'm not sure if she did that in front of the class or inside the classroom, but I can imagine if it wasn't in front of the class, it was probably whenever that boy got home. But anywho, um, I think this was harmless. I know it's not good to like have your kid bring home any alcohol, well, bring to school any alcohol in any type of way. Let me get that right. Let me make that personally clear and out there. Uh, but I see that the kid made a mistake. He's seven years old. He probably saw his parents drinking some uh, beers, not knowing or probably knowing what it was. He probably wanted to just take some to the school, share some with his friends, and try to just get himself popular or whatever the world may have you. Again, times have changed with kids now. You got to really try to figure out, do they know? Do they not know? What do they know? What don't they know all that type of stuff, but it's really harmless to me. Yes, he shouldn't have done it, but with the teacher getting to the bottom of it, calling the parents, I'm pretty sure uh, the kid isn't going to do it again. And if he does, that's when it becomes alarming. So that's when you know the kid is really doing something. But I'm pretty sure after getting beaten with a hanger until it broke by your mother, he ain't going to do that again. I'm pretty sure of that. Now, here's some information just for me to throw out to the parents here. If you are drinking in front of your kid, just know your kid might look at you and try to copy what you're doing. Kids are that way. They want to copy everything that parents are doing or anything that people are doing in general that piques their interest. And if they see you constantly drinking a product, they're going to want to try it because they see their parent drinking it. So they're going to think, why not? So if you're drinking any alcoholic beverage in front of your kid, please don't do it. Just probably just wait and try to sneak it off to the back. Or you could just probably put it into a glass or something. Just probably do that. Your kid won't know what you're drinking. That's all I got to say about that. But again, kid seven, he'll grow up. The parents will learn from this. The kid will learn from this. I'm pretty sure the kid's never going to do this again. And if so, that's when you have a problem on your hands. Now on to the next topic here, as this comes from CNN. And this talks about the two adults were killed. Multiple students injured after bus headed to band camp event crashes in New York. As it would state on Thursday on Interstate 84 in Orange County, New York. 
Two adults were killed and multiple students were injured after their bus tumbled down a 50-foot raven. The commercial bus was carrying 40 students from Farmingdale High School and four adults. Lieutenant Colonel Richard Mazone of New York State Police said during a news conference, Mazone identified the two people who lost their lives as Gina Pelletieri, 43, and Patrice Ferrari, 77. There were several serious injuries, including five critical, Mazone said Thursday evening. He did not offer further details on the injuries, but said they have been transported to six area hospitals. Primarily, information indicates a failure of front tire may have been a contributing factor to the accident. Mazone added, a probe into the crash remains ongoing. Now, as it was stated, the bus was headed to a music event for a band camp. A spokesperson from the high school confirmed to CNN. This bus was one of six headed to the band camp event in Pennsylvania. The Farmingdale School District said in a statement Thursday afternoon, our thoughts and prayers go out to the victims of the bus crash and their families. Orange County Executive uh, Stephen Newhas said in a statement to CNN, I will also like to thank all of the first responders for their immediate response, service, and dedication. I-84 did shut down as this did allow first responders to come there to try to help out the survivors of this um, incident. This is a bad incident. I'm not going to say it's like one of the worst because I've seen worse photos. And I think if you look at the photos from what it shows, at least that's what CNN is showing, the incident isn't as bad. But when you think about a tire popping and they probably had to skirt it off into uh, the woods that are right there, that's not a good thing. For two people to lose their life and 40 other are uh, injured, I'm glad it was only two because it could have been more. But for anybody to lose their life is terrible. It's tragic. I'm just glad it wasn't more. Um, and just the thing, you're going to a band camp and all of this happens because allegedly they're still doing a bit more investigation, but a front wheel just happens to uh, pop. It's not cool. It's not right. The world just happens to go that way from time to time. Freak accidents do happen, but this this was just uh, tragic to everyone involved. So um, I hope that the kids that are injured or the adults that are injured because they say uh, kids were, well, students were uh, injured at this time. And I'm not certain if they have any more adults that were injured as well. They didn't really mention other than that, the two adults that were killed. I'm pretty sure there were probably other adults that probably got scraped up or something like that. But I hope everybody comes out of this better. I hope nobody has like night terrors from this uh, situation. But yeah, that's all I have to say about this incident as more, more investigation is uh, coming through. Now on to an incident that happened last week, but got to some arrest this week. Investigators found trapdoor at Bronx daycare after deadly fentanyl exposure, as this comes from ABC 7 New York. The Bronx crime scene investigators Thursday returned to the Bronx daycare where a one-year-old died and three other children were injured after it's believed they were exposed to fentanyl. Investigators also returned Wednesday night and executed a search warrant for hidden drugs. They located a trapdoor in the floor of the apartment located in the play area where a large quantity of fentanyl other narcotics, and drug paraphernalia were recovered. Authorities have already found a kilo of fentanyl stored on playmats along with a device to press drugs into bricks for sale according to court records. The case of the two suspects, owner Gray Mendez, 36, and her tenant Carlisto Brito, 41, returned to criminal court in the Bronx where they are charged with murder in connection with the death of Nicholas Dominici. The defendants did not appear, but their lawyers did, and the case was continued to October 5th. Additionally, on Thursday, a grand jury in the Bronx returned an indictment charging Mendez and her tenant in connection with the death of the one-year-old and the poisonings of three other children. The charges remain sealed until the two appear for arraignment at a later date, but they had initially been taken into custody for murder. Now, along with murder, Brito and Mendez were dealt 
10 other charges, including manslaughter and assault. Officials say Brito is a tenant who is renting a room from Mendez, is, is the cousin of Mendez's husband. The defendants tried to cover up the overdoses of the babies, prosecutors said. Investigators discovered video of someone carrying two full shopping bags out of the daycare, leaving the children suffering the effects inside and in desperate need of help. Detectives have learned that Mendez talked to her husband several times before calling 911 in the immediate aftermath of last Friday's afternoon tragedy. Prosecutors say Mendez deleted 2,000 text messages from her phone before she was arrested, but they managed to recover them. Now, continuing on in the article, they would say that since July, the two people charged conspired to distribute fentanyl at the daycare where they maintained large quantities of fentanyl. Despite the daily pressure of children, including infants, the complaint said officials say the defendants also kept at the daycare kilo presses, which are designed for the recompression of drugs in powder form commonly used by narcotics traffickers at mills or locations where drugs are broken down, combined with filters or other narcotics and proportioned for sale. As a consequence of the defendant's drug conspiracy on or about September 15, 2023 at the daycare, four children who were all under three years of age appear to have experienced the effects of poisoning from exposure to fentanyl. Three of the four children were hospitalized with serious injuries. The fourth child, a one-year-old, has died, the complaint said. Mendez called 911 at 2.40 to report children in her care where unresponsive Dominici was pronounced dead at the hospital where the others who ranged in the ages from eight months to two years old were given Narcan. An analysis of urine from one of the victims confirmed the presence of fentanyl in the kid's body. Now with all of that out of the way, all of the public press out of the way, I want to say this as a human, not as a person doing this whole media stuff, as a human, regular person, what in the absolute hell were you thinking? You as drug dealers cannot be trying to store things of this nature in your daycare facility, in your business that you own with children around. You cannot be that damn dumb. I'm just saying this as a normal person. You do not have drugs around children because children will happen to inhale some of those drugs. I don't get it. You put it off in the back. You put it off somewhere else. You don't have it around children. I don't, I don't get where these two were thinking. You put it inside your home. You do something else with it. What? In a daycare, you have to watch over children. Now, there's been daycares where people don't care about the children. They just do this for a check just so they can keep themselves afloat or whatever the crap may have you. Or certain people might use this as a front. Who knows? Point being, you do not have loads of drugs around children. You mean to tell me that you guys press the drugs down in... The kids somehow were able to sniff, not even sniff, have these drugs in their system, fentanyl in their system. I believe on the news, they said that they had the drugs literally like in the mats that the children were laying on. How dumb can you be? You don't put drugs in the play mats for the children. You don't do none of that. You don't do any of those situations. I don't give a damn how much you were in a rush to try to do all that. No, you put those substances out of the way. You get them out of sight. You get them out of your presence of the children so that the children will have no effects of getting any of these narcotics into their system. That's what these two failed to do. They failed completely because obviously, as you could tell, three were in the hospital for serious uh, injuries while one happened to die and they have fentanyl in the kid's body. I hope they throw the book at these two. 
for one, putting a kid in danger, and two, for being so damn stupid. If you're going to do drug smuggling, drug uh, holding, trying to even just distribute drugs somewhere to somebody or just make a living off of it or make a little money on the side, you do not have it around children no way, shape, or form. You don't do it. That is where they failed. They failed at that miserably. And again, I'm just a regular, normal-brained person. I'm not a drug dealer. I'm not none of that. However, I'm able to watch movies. I'm able to watch TV. I'm able to even hear from news stories of how people have constantly screwed up in distributing drugs. And I'm thinking to myself, how are these people not learning from what they're seeing or what they're hearing? How are you not learning from that? How are you not learning of, okay, I shouldn't have this place here if I'm going to do this? Or, hey, if I'm going to do this, I need to do this and have these things put in place. Something of that nature. But no, these two, they didn't listen to it. They didn't care, if I'm just going to be honest. <sighs> Let me retract that. I'm not going to say they didn't care. Because they found a trap door where they had the narcotics and all this stuff located in. So they did take some precaution. However, they didn't do enough precaution because you don't have precaution enough for your drugs to be in the freaking mats where the kids sleep on. That's not having any precaution enough. That's not being, that is not being super cautious if you're selling drugs. Again, I understand certain people try to cut corners because this life is what you make it and you dealt with certain hands and you got to roll with what you roll with. I get it. Fine. However, when you put children's life in danger and you happen to kill a child because of your own stupid ignorance and what your own decisions were, that's when I have a problem. And I think that's when a lot of people have problems because as I've stated before in previous episodes, and I will do Furthermore, in future episodes, children are the most precious, uh, important things on this life, on this planet. Nobody wants to see a child, a kid, get hurt. We all feel a certain type of way when we hear about a kid, a child, a baby dying because of another adult's stupid, dumb ignorance. And this was one of them. So I'm hoping that they get the book thrown out on to be completely honest. I don't know what type of... Uh, situation goes down in New York up there with their criminal system and their whole the trial and crap with this. I don't know what they got to do. I'm hoping that they just get the book thrown at them, to be completely honest. And I want to give my heart and prayers out to the families of the children that are still in the hospitals because of having fentanyl and drug paraphernalia in their system, one. And two, I want to give my love and support to the family that lost their one-year-old because of putting trust in people to just look after your kid until you're able to get your kid back from your daycare. So again, my heart and prayers out to the families that are dealing with this. And I hope the judge throw the book at uh, Mendez and Brito here, but we'll have to wait and see what happens or what's going to happen. What does I got to wait and see about that? But I will keep up to date with this because I am interested in this because uh, this is the first time I've ever heard of a baby dying of adult ignorance, at least of this high level, especially with drugs. So, again, when more information comes out, I will be bringing this back to you guys in future episodes. Now, on to the next topic here, as this comes from Business Insider, as the topic would read, Family sues Google saying it's responsible for a man's death after maps told him to drive over a bridge that collapsed nine years ago. The family of a North Carolina man who died trying to cross a collapsed bridge is suing Google for negligence, saying it's responsible for directing him along the route, their lawyers announced Wednesday. John Paxson, 47, was driving home on September 30, 2022, when his pickup truck went off the edge of a washed-out bridge on the outskirts of Hickory, a city northeast of Charlotte local outlet WSOC-TV reported last year. According to the outlet, he was returning home from a party for his nine-year-old daughter. He had only recently moved to the area. His lawyer, Bob Zimmerman, 
wrote in a statement, unfamiliar with local roads, he relied on Google Maps, expecting it would safely direct him home to his wife and daughters, he wrote. Tragically, as he drove cautiously in the darkness and rain, he unsuspectingly followed Google's outdated directions to what his family later learned for nearly a decade was called the Bridge to Nowhere, crashing into Snow Creek, where he drowned. The lawsuit also names several private property companies it said were responsible for maintaining the bridge, according to the lawyers. Nobody wanted to take responsibility. I don't understand how over nine years this could be like this. His wife, Alicia Paxson, told WSOC-TV soon after his death. Now, a friend of the Paxsons, John Hobson, told the local outlet that there were no nearby signs indicating that the bridge had collapsed. Barriers that normally blocked the route had been removed due to vandalism, the Charlotte Observer reported. In the years running up to the accident, several people had contacted Google about the bridge, asking the company to update the maps. The Associated Press reported, citing the lawsuit. The lawsuit said the company acknowledged receipt of at least one of the notifications saying it was looking into it, but no further action was taken, according to Associated Press. In a statement sent to Insider, Google spokesperson Jose, I have no idea how to say my man's name, uh, but I'll give it a shot, Castaneda, said we have the deepest sympathies for the Paxson family. Our goal is to provide accurate routing information in maps. We are reviewing this lawsuit. So as of right now, I feel that the family has a case. When this whole thing came out, I was on the phone with my mother and I said, Oop, I don't know how this is going to work. My mom said, yep, they have a case. They have one. And when I read this and when they say Google have acknowledged at least one of the notifications saying they were looking into it, but no further uh, action was taken. Oh, yeah. I said, yep. All right. They have a case. And I'm pretty sure the family's going to win it because when a company acknowledges that they do have receipt and that they say we're going to look into it. That's like saying, yep, we did it. We said we were going to do something. We didn't do it. All right. You got us. So I feel that the family's going to get some type of monetary amount for the death of the husband and um, father. I just don't know how much they're going to be getting because they didn't say how much they're seeking. But I see they they have a case and that they won, to be honest. I don't know what Google's going to try to loophole out of there for them not to pay up or not to pay as heavy of monetary to the family. I don't know what they're going to look into, but that's what lawyers are for. They're going to look into anything just so they cannot pay as much. But again, I think the family has a case. I thought at one point they didn't, but reading that, they do. Um, I hope the family gets whatever money that they're looking for. And I want Google Maps to really start looking into some of these uh, situations and look into some of these uh, notifications that they're getting from people. I didn't know you can contact Google Maps and say, hey, yo, you guys need to update this because this doesn't uh, work or this route isn't working. Because usually, over at least where I'm living at, when I use Google Maps to go somewhere, they direct me in different spots or try to take me to different routes. One will be quicker, one will be shorter. And they always be like another one, but I always try to go the shortest route. And if as I'm driving, I think this route is taking too long, I try to go by my own route. And then Google will have to readjust itself and try to get me back on their quote unquote route for what they want. I have never been on a route where it sent me to a broken road or a broken bridge or any of that specification. But as I see right here, this family has uh, had that. So I want to see if other people have had that type of situation. How many times that they have been on Google Maps, how they've been driving, or even probably some people might be even on the bikes, and they get took it to a location where the road is supposed to be there and it's not no more. I wonder how many times does that have uh, happened. But yeah, Google, you guys got to uh, look up more into your notification systems see how many times people tell you to change something you guys got to go back out there and change it and notify people that it has been changed or just kind of erase that and then change it up yourself something along that lines but google i hope to god you guys just pay these family what they 
are deserving because they lost a father because of your, um, I hate to say negligence, but it is negligence. But we'll have to wait and see with that one, right? Now on to the next topic. A fired employee returns to fast food restaurant, shoots at employee through window, causing workers to take cover. As this was reported from Las Vegas, a man is facing attempted murder and assault charges after he allegedly shot into a Las Vegas fast food restaurant at the drive through window after being fired from his job there a few hours earlier. According to an arrest report, 25-year-old David Bravo became upset with his shift leader at the Popeye's restaurant located at Sunset Road in Decatur Boulevard on September 7th. When his shift was changed, so he made good on an earlier threat to walk, even though he was warned he would be fired. A few hours later, around 7.45, well, excuse me, 7.46 p.m., the Las Vegas Metropolitan Police Department received multiple calls about a shooting at the restaurant. The report said Bravo showed up at the drive through window on foot and asked for the shift leader. As she was approaching the window, she told police that she and another employee realized it was Bravo and he had a gun in his hand. As the two were moving away from the window, one shot was fired into the business, shattering the window and causing several employees to take cover. Police obtained video surveillance from a nearby business, which showed Bravo parking his car, walking up to the window, and firing a shot as he turned to walk away. Documents said in addition, video from inside Popeyes captured images of Bravo at the window with a silver handgun. When police contacted Bravo, he advised them he had a lawyer. The lawyer said Bravo would turn himself in and hand over the gun. He was taken into custody on September 9th, but told police he didn't know the whereabouts of the gun. Bravo, who remains in Clark County Detention Center on a $25,000 bail, is said to have a primarily hearing on September 28th on charges of attempted murder, assault with a deadly weapon, and discharging a gun into an occupied structure. So they got video, they got images of you. Man, you're done. David Bravo, you're done, my man. I don't know what people are doing anymore. I don't know what people are thinking anymore. Dude, if you are not happy with your job, just walk. You work at a Popeye's, my guy. I'm pretty sure you can work at a freaking KFC, you can work at a McDonald's, you can work at a Burger King, you can work at any, like, establishment, it doesn't have to be fast food, it could be retail, like the Targets, the Kmart, the Walmarts, all these other locations, even if you want to do that, but instead of just saying, hey, yo, you know what, I'm not happy with this, I'm walking away, I'm fired, I'm done, whatever, you decide to take it up and decided to go back to your employment or your former place of employment and walk up, ask for the, <laughs> ask for your, like, first, I will say your first boss, because the shift leader is kind of like your first level boss for your big boss. So you're like your first boss, and you ask for that person, and then you shoot at them when they get close to the window. I, oh my God, dude, what were you truly thinking, man? You have to be off of something to even do that. I don't want to say you're on drugs. I don't want to put that on you, but that just sounds stupid, to be completely honest with you. It does. But again, we'll have to wait and see what happens. But from the stuff that's already being reported, that they have video, that they have images, dude, you're done. You're going down, my man. For you to say you can't find the gun, that only leaves me two things. Either one, that wasn't your gun and you got it from your homie. Or either two, that gun is a hot gun. Meaning that that gun has been used in other crimes, if you will. So, one of those two situations have happened. And that's the reason why you can't fork the gun over. But... Hey man, once they find it, they're going to run ballistics. And if that gun is a hot gun and has been used in other situations, man, I would say to you, start singing. Singing like the canary so you can get a better deal if I were you. But hey man, not my business. I'm just here to tell people if you're going to quit a job or you're not happy at a job, just quit. Don't go and be like this stupid fool and uh, go back to your job with a gun and start shooting off. Please don't. 
because it's only going to lead you to being arrested or somebody's going to die and you might be a coward and say you can't handle jail and you might end up offing yourself. So again, if you're not happy with your job and you know you're going to walk away, just walk away. Don't take nobody's life. Please, for the love of God. Now, moving over to the Associated Press, as this talking about a debate over a black student's suspension over hairstyle in Texas ramps up with probe and lawsuit. The debate over whether a black high school student in Texas should be serving in school suspension for wearing twisted dreadlocks to class intensified this week as the student's family and his school district both took legal action. Daryl George, 17, a junior at Barber's Hill High School, has been serving an in-school suspension since August 31st at the Houston area school. School officials say his dreadlocks fall below his eyebrows and earlobes and violate the district's dress code. George's mom and the family's attorney deny the teenager's hairstyle violates the Barbers Hill Independent School District dress code and have accused the district of violating a new state law that outlaws racial discrimination based on hairstyles. The new law, the Crown Act, took effect September 1st. On Tuesday, the mother and her attorney filed a formal complaint with the Texas Education Agency alleging that Daryl George was being harassed and mistreated by school district officials over his hair and that his in-school suspension was in violation of the Crown Act. On Wednesday, the agency notified the mother and her attorney that it will investigate the complaint. Now, later on Wednesday, the Barbers Hill School District announced it had filed a lawsuit in state district court asking a judge to clarify whether its dress code restrictions limiting the student hair length for boys violate the Crown Act. The lawsuit was filed in Chambers County, located east of Houston. Although we believe the new law does not govern hair length, we are asking the judicial system of Texas to interpret Barbers Hill Superintendent George Poole said in a statement. The superintendent had previously said the dress code is legal and teaches students to conform as a sacrifice benefiting everyone. All right, so that's where we're at now. Um, for more understanding the Crown Act, which is an acronym for Create a Respectful and Open World for Natural Hair, is intended to prohibit race-based hair discrimination and bars, employers, and schools from penalizing people because of hair texture or protective hairstyles, including afros, braids, dreadlocks, twists, or bantu knocks. Uh, Texas is one of 24 states that have enacted a version of the Crown Act. A federal version of the Crown Act passed in the House of Representatives last year, but was not successful in the Senate. So, what I'm seeing is, is that uh, we're having problems here. The school is just being a pain in the butt to a, a black kid for his hair. I don't understand what the deal is. It's someone's hair. You cannot try to govern someone's hair now. If it was dirty and you started seeing crap falling out of it, that's when I can say, all right, that's when you got to say, hey, oh, my guy. Or talk to the mom, say, hey, oh, your kid's hair is dirty. It's leaving some type of dandruff on your kid's shirt. We don't want that to, we don't want your kid to be like picked on or anything like that. Come at it from a different angle if you have a problem with the kid's hair in a way, if it's dirty. But if a kid is having no problems and the kid's hair is not really bothering you or any of that magnitude, why are you messing with the kid? This just seems like you're just trying to just be a complete jag off if, that's all I'm hearing from this. So I hope that the mom uh, and her lawyer can figure this stuff out and they can get a understanding back to see if the kid's hair actually like coincides with the dress code. Because I don't think nothing is wrong with a kid having his hair up or in knots or in braids their own way. As long as it stays clean, as long as it stays maintained, Everything is good. That's the only thing that I feel that needs to even be justified. And apparently this isn't the first time that Barbara Hill has done some type of crap to a black student over this dress code crap. Because apparently Barbara Hill 
uh, officials told a student that he had to cut his dreadlocks to return to school or participate in graduation in 2020, and this had gathered national attention. The student's mother withdrew him from the school, and a federal judge ruled that the school district's hair policy was discriminatory. So that already tells you that they already got some eyes locked in on this school for what they have done with black people in their hair and how they feel about black people in their hair. So Barbara's Hill, you guys are not already, you guys are already on the wrong footing with people right now with this. And again, for any school to try to get at someone because of someone's hair, it's stupid. It's ridiculous. You guys need to be getting at these kids because their grades are low or your freaking testing scores are low. That's when you got to get at these kids or call up the parents and help them with the grading system and all that kind of crap. Not because of someone's hair. That is the dumbest thing. But again, a lot of these people, they have nothing better to do. So that's what they want to harp on. So that's what they harp on. So whenever there's more information on this, I'll bring it back to you guys in future episodes. Now on to the next topic here, Russell Brand. Russell Brand has been, well, under investigation now. He has been charged, well not charged, he's been alleged of uh, four allegations of sexual assault. And this was during the years of 2006 and 2013. One specifically, one lady says she was only 16 when she engaged in an emotional and sexually abusive relationship with Russell Brand when he was in his 30s. Now I will say this was uh in England. So over there in England, 16 is the legal consensual age for someone to do what they do over there at least for sexual activity. I'm not certain of drinking or doing any uh drugs, but sex 16 over there in England. So you have that allegation from that lady, you have multiple allegations from three other ladies as well. And with those allegations coming out, Russell Brand's water has been cut off. YouTube, they decided to cut him off from his monetization on his videos. Uh, his podcast, his ad revenue has been decided to being cut off from there. Any uh, other streams of income seems like it's starting to get cut off. Even his um, comedy tours has been postponed. So right now, there's been investigation going into... The allegations against Russell Brand. Russell Brand will come out and say that that is not true. As a matter of fact, he tried to jump ahead of this before, like the day before it even came out about the allegations. He says that uh, you're going to hear about certain things that people allege I have done. I did not do those things. Russell Brand is obviously going to vehemently deny those things, say that he didn't do it, as any person would do, especially when someone's throwing things towards your way. Now, as being someone that's out here just looking at what's going on, I will say this. I don't like the idea of someone's water being cut off, people uh, cutting people's money off until someone has been rightfully convicted because you don't know if things are true or not. And again, I'm not trying to say they're not because if this man did do what he did do, well, we have to wait for a whole, whole court process to happen, a whole thing to go down. I just want everything to be leveled out and equally fair. I don't like the idea of someone being alleged of something. And the next thing you know, we got to quickly start uh, taking things down, taking uh, action, monetization. If he's making money, clip him. If he's doing this, clip him. We don't even do that with police officers. They put them on like administrative leave, but some people still get paid. It all depends on who you're associated with in those uh, police departments that we've seen this action, but. I just don't like the idea of someone's water being cut off. I just don't. I'm not ever going to completely rock with it unless they have like legitimate evidence for these situations. Again, not trying to victim blame, not trying to say I don't believe people when they say these type of things. I just want proof. I just want convictions to happen. I want all these things to happen rightfully before we start really cutting people's water off. Because, again, you don't know. We're just out here as the viewing public. We're just out here. You got people that's going to side with Russell Brand. You got people that's going to uh, go against Russell Brand. You got now people putting up past uh, video of Russell Brand saying things. And this was like in the early 2000s that were creepy for our time of looking at it now. It did not age well. And even back then, it sounded a little bit nuts. But you got to look at the time in which Homeboy said these things. People were raunchy. People were still able to still say what they want 
before everything starts turning into what we have now, which is you becoming PC. You try to make sure you don't step on people's toes. You try to just be at least yourself, but you got to hold back yourself from giving everybody 100% of yourself, if you know what I mean. Um, but yeah, I don't know what's going on with Russell Brand's whole situation. I'll try to look more into it. I mean, Russell Brand, he said that he's going to be talking about certain things now on Rumble. Again, this is just news that has been popping up. Again, I didn't know much about Russell Brand's whole dynamic. I thought once Homeboy literally left from America Media, his his radar wasn't on my radar. His name has been hitting my radar in no type of way, the way that you would see with a lot of people's names on radars. His name has been over there in British culture, in their home media. Apparently, he's big over there. I didn't know this until these allegations came out, and then I had to look up into Russell Brand on YouTube, and I saw how much subscribers he has. I was like, wow, he's really big. I just thought his career would have just withered away and like died and just went like under the radar. But no, he's big, but just not in American media. But now, since he's been accused of these things, his name's brought back, and now his name's on the cusp of everybody's tongue. And it should be, because whenever you see anybody that was in Hollywood uh, and they have allegations levied against them, it's going to be that way. And again, I'm going to wait and see. I'm going to wait for more news and more information to come out. I'm not, I want to say this again. I'm not saying that he did do this. I'm not saying that he didn't do this. I'm just saying that I want a conviction to happen. I want this thing to go to court. I want this thing to go to trial. I want all these things to happen before we actually start cutting this man's water off. That's just my personal feelings on this. Hate it, love it. That's just my personal feelings. Now, next person up who got hit with another lawsuit, Lizzo. Lizzo was hit with another lawsuit. Designer alleged her team fostered racist and sexual work environment on tour, as has come from people. Asha Davis is suing the Grammy winner and her team one month after similar litigation was filed by former dancers, a rep for Lizzo denies the two have ever met. A fashion designer who toured with Lizzo earlier this year has filed suit against the singer and members of her team alleging that while Lizzo preached body positivity and inclusion, her employees were forced to work in a racist and sexualized environment. Asha Daniels filed suit in Los Angeles on Thursday against the star, her production company, her wardrobe manager, Amanda Nomura, and her tour manager, Carlina Guliana, alleging among other things, that they made racist and fatphobic remarks and denied her medical care, leading to anxiety and PTSD. I felt like I was living in a madhouse. It was totally shocking, Daniels35 told NBC News. I was listening to this black woman on this huge stage have this message of self-love and caring for others and being empathetic and being strong and standing up for others, and I was witnessing myself the dancers and the background vocalists and my local team in every city being harassed and bullied regularly. Daniels claims in the suit, which was obtained by people, that she designed custom pieces for the dancers on Lizzo's tour in September 2022 and was asked to join the tour a few months later to help keep the costumes in good shape. The designer alleges she was looking forward to working with the Grammy-winning singer, 35, as she admired her views, but instead faced a rash of alleged harassment from Lizzo's team. The allegations are similar to that of a previous suit filed in August by three of Lizzo's former dancers who claimed the tour was riff with sexual, racial, and religious harassment. Lizzo has refuted all claims against her, saying on social media that she is not the villain that people in the media have portrayed me to be the last few days. Uh... Daniel's lawyer, Ron Zambrano, would say that Lizzo is the boss, so the buck stops with her. She has created a sexualized and racially charged environment on her tours that her management staff sees as condoning such behavior, and so it continues unchecked. Lizzo currently knows what's going on, but chooses not to put an end to this disgusting and illegal conduct and participates herself. All right, so we got another person adding on to the Lizzo uh, train of we're going to sue Lizzo. We're going to try to get money out of Lizzo. Again, I don't know the deal. Nobody knows the deal. Only people that knows are the dancers, former dancers, people that are with Lizzo now. 
people that have been with Lizzo since the beginning. I mean, those are only true people that know, and even the record executives know what's going on because I'm pretty sure they got uh, ear shy what's going on certain tours. And let me make that perfectly clear. I'm pretty sure these record executives, they know what's going on on these uh, tours with their big artists, the one that's keeping their lights on because Lizzo, she's a big artist. Let's just keep that 100%. So if there's any type of damning situation going on, I'm pretty sure the record labels, they know what's going on on that tour and they know if something bad has happened on that tour and they probably are trying to keep things like way low, like low that nobody knows. They try to bury the lead with this. So now with now a fashion designer adding her name onto suits against Lizzo, I don't know what is going on. Again, I feel that Lizzo probably told her former dancers, yes, about them gaining weight. I can believe that of her probably saying something to them about that. I can believe it because, again, they're dancers. They got to move around. And again, the world of entertainment, they already look at people that are big different ways. So I can see her and her dancing choreography people saying something to them about them gaining weight. Probably they need to lose some weight. I can see that. Um, all these other things that people are saying about racially sexualized all that i have no idea i don't know if it's true or not i'm just waiting for somebody or some type of factual evidence to really state itself out is always word of mouth this person said this this person said that i witnessed this i said that is all he says she say things i'm waiting for actual facts there should be some type of video coming out there should be some type of something coming out this like disprove or prove Lizzo saying or doing any of these things. But I digress. We'll have to wait and see. My thoughts and prayers to Lizzo because she's dealing with all this crap, this crap that she's dealing with. And my thoughts and prayers are to the people that are filing suit because some of these things might be true. Again, we as the audience, we have no idea. We'll just have to wait and see with more things coming out. And uh, yeah, that's what's going on. Now, moving over into updates on the strikes that are happening right now with United Auto Workers, the strike has been decided they're going to expand their strike to 38 locations in 20 states. As the Associated Press would write out, the United Auto Workers Union expands the strike against major car makers Friday, walking out of all 38 parts distribution centers operated by General Motors and Ram and Jeep in 20 states, but sparing Ford from further shutdowns. Ford was able to avoid additional strikes because the company has met some of the union's demands during negotiations over the past week. The United Auto Workers president said during an online presentation to the union members, we made some great progress at Ford. We still have serious issues to work through, but we do want to recognize that Ford is showing that they are serious about reaching a deal. General Motors and the owners of Jeep and Ram that's a different story. So that's what's going on still right now. So now you got more people walking out of their jobs. So that means if you have any type of car problems, best believe you're going to continue to have car problems because certain parts might not be made available to you. I remember on the news on Friday, they talked to one of the workers and he explained, hey, listen, I feel sorry for anybody that's going to have car issues or people that are having car issues and they can't get their parts. It's not our fault. It's the big wigs in these big corporations because they refuse to pay us what they need to pay us. So they do have some apologies that the workers are saying to the consumers, but they want the consumers to go after the owners and tell them, hey, pay the workers what they need to be paid so we can get our stuff so our cars can be working, everything like that. Again, I want people to be paid. I want people to actually make the money that they should be making. Again, inflation, I don't think I need to go into that anymore. Everybody knows the deal with inflation. Things are not going up. Pay is not going up for a lot of people in a lot of places. That's the reason why you see strikes going from here, going there. You got these people striking. You still got people in Hollywood striking. As a matter of fact, at the time of this recording this right now on a Saturday for this Sunday episode, the strike might be over. It still might be going on because they were supposed to meet again for another day to negotiate ending the strike because they've been working on some type of deal. At least that's what's coming from deadline. As it would state, the writers, Gil Brass and Studios CEOs were working Friday night to close a deal to end the strike. But it seems 
they aren't quite there yet, running from around 11 a.m. to 8.45 p.m., the third day of direct talks between the WGA negotiating committee and the heads of Disney, NBC Universal, Netflix, and Warner Bros. Discovery has ended without a tentative agreement for a new three-year contract. While the two sides were able to find accord on a number of issues, a solution acceptable to all on matters like AI and writer's rooms, minimizing staffing levels, has eluded the negotiators so far we hear. So they still haven't like really came down to what they want to do with their deals or what's going on, but I'm glad that at least they're coming to the table. I'm glad that the studio CEOs are coming to the table with the people for the Writers Guild uh, Committee. I'm glad that they're at least being able to talk. That's at least one step in the right direction because if they're not willing to talk, guess what? You guys are just going to still constantly be on the line picketing, striking, and you guys are not making no money, and uh, it's just bad for everyone in entertainment, especially as a consumer, you want to be able to watch the new uh, episodes, new seasons, all this type of stuff, because there's only so much stuff they have in their uh, arsenal that they can just unload on the general public before they really need to re-up, and uh, you're starting to see it now, movies are coming out, they're delaying certain movies, Series are coming out, and once those series and movies are done, you're probably going to be left with reruns of things that you've already seen before. So, again, I'm happy that people are coming to the table. Hopefully, they can end this writer strike and people can get back to business and people can start making money and making just money, making money that's rightfully earned and deserved to these people. And now, speaking of people that have earned their money, Vanna White. Vanna White has signed a new two-year contract extension to continue as a co-host of ABC game show Wheel of Fortune through the 2025 through 2026 season. Per The Hollywood Reporter, this new contract takes her two years into co-hosting along the new host of the show, Ryan Seacrest, who will take over for longtime host Pat Sajak in the fall of 2024. Although the specific details of the contract remains under wraps, we know White is getting a big payout after she previously spoke out about her salary demands. Several reports state that there is a substantial pay increase in the new deal from the $3 million per year she was making for nearly two decades. Shockingly, she had not gotten a raise for 18 years. So she's getting a new contract. She's getting more pay. We do not know how much. I will say this, Vanna White Try to keep all that money as much as you can because I'm telling you right now, when these two years are up, they are not re-signing you again. They're only doing this to appease the masses. They're trying to get Ryan Seacrest situated. But I'm telling you, as I said before when I talked about this, they're going to be looking for your replacement. And I'm pretty sure Vanna White isn't dumb to this. Vanna White isn't new to this. She knows that they're going to be trying to replace her when these two years are up. I just want Vanna White to be getting as much money as she can. And as she's doing this uh, with a fortune situation co-hosting still i want her to go out and try to branch herself do youtube videos do behind the scenes of what you don't know about wheel of fortune do a pod with previous winners of wheel of fortune try to get them on your pod or get them on your youtube show do something like that to keep yourself relevant in the entertainment sphere because i'm pretty sure people would like to know what went down in some of the early days of Wheel of Fortune? How was Pat Sajak? How were some of the contestants? How are some of the guest contestants, like the celebrity guest contestants, when they have these uh, charity episodes? Were some of them divas? Were they not divas? Vanna White can give her perspective on all these things and tell how production really works in Wheel of Fortune. Again, I hope Vanna White gets all the money that she is worth, truly. However, I want her to be able to uh, branch out and do other things because again as I said and I think anybody with a brain knows that with these two years they're going to fly by quick and they're going to try to replace her with somebody else that's just my opinion and I hope that's what Vanna White does but again that's all just my opinion on what I think is going to happen and what I think Vanna White should do with these two years that she has on her contract with Will of Fortune but I hope that uh she's happy with her new contract and I hope that the people at Wheel of Fortune is happy with this new contract. And people that are watching Wheel of Fortune or that are do watch Wheel of Fortune, uh, cherish the moments that you have with Vanna White because they're going to end. And they're going to end quickly. Now, with all that being said, it's time for me to get you guys out of here. I would like to thank all these podcast sites. I would like to thank Apple, Google, Amazon, uh, Podbeam, Spotify, all the other podcasts 
shows and sites because without these sites i would not be able to do this and get this episode out to you guys listeners so i want to thank them first but not so much secondly i want to thank you guys the listeners the downloaders because without you guys i would just be a guy talking into a mic into a black void and i appreciate you so much this show is you're literally just used to for one guy to get his opinions out and hopefully reach people that might think like him or might even think opposite of me and hear what i say and just might think about certain things that i'm uh spewing out but again i want to thank you guys for that and also the show just for a talking centerpiece bring this up to your family bring this up to your associates bring this up to your friends people that code your work and talk about certain topics that you heard here now with that always remember i love you i love you i love I love you. I do love you guys. It's not a gimmick. I say this every episode and I truly do mean it. I love every single one of you because without you guys, there would be no show and there would be no gaining of traction. And I do appreciate everything that you guys do. I do see the downloads every week, every day. I appreciate you so much. I want you guys to have a great day. I want you guys to have a great week. Um, if you guys watch professional wrestling, I do have a wrestling podcast episode out. It came out yesterday, wrestling highlights of the week, as well as my midweek episode that comes out on Wednesdays where I talk to you guys for 15 to 20 minutes about any and everything. If you haven't listened to this week's midweek episode, I advise you go listen to it. It's just me just, uh, giving gracious celebration to our mother towards the end of the show. After I get done talking about topics and, uh, how much me and my siblings appreciate her but again go ahead and listen to that if you haven't listened to it um but i will be back here again next sunday with another episode of things happening in the world and i'll just give you guys my opinion on it now with that being said this has been my two cents podcast presented by g2 hosted by g2 he is i and i am him i have been g2 i love you all this isn't goodbye this until you hear from the sweet sounding voice again and with that being said kanye could you please Take these people home. I'm tired. You tired. Uh-huh. Jesus wept. Uh-huh.